0: And
1: 94 Rock WOTT is your Buffalo Bills radio station. Sponsored in part by... Whitesboro Plow Shop. It's not too early to think about plow season. For sales and service, call 315-755-6900. North Country Storage Barns, Route 11, Philadelphia, with the 360 hunting blind. See them online at ncsbarns.com or on Facebook. Your local All-State agent, Billy Joe Vecchio, 1691-51. Bob Johnson, it's the Make This the Summer event on new vehicles at Bob Johnson, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Watertown. And by Logan's Equipment on Route 12 Copenhagen and Route 12 E. Dexter. The North Country's Mahendra, Snapper, and American Landmaster Dealer. Watertown Appliance Factory Street. Save money by buying a reliable appliance on their second floor used showroom. All appliances have been refurbished by service experts. QuickMed Urgent Care, located directly across from Samaritan Medical Center on Washington Street, is open seven days a week from 9 to 9. Visit QuickMed for allergy shots, school physicals, and DOT exams. If you need stitches, have an ear or sinus infection, urinary tract infection, fever or flu, you're just one visit away from fast, excellent medical care. Most insurance is accepted. QuickMed Urgent Care, across from Samaritan, seven days a week, nine to nine. Call 315-785-7009. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your
2: roof. If so, get Herring's Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringes' Contracting. The people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Was it over or
3: was
4: it- Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh,
5: Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a part of that, Farker? <laughs> 0- oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God!
1: Oh my on the telephones are ringing,
3: overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone, pulling over, turning up and dialing to my fingers going. Oh my God! Oh my God. <karaoke> <traum> <traum> <play> <laughs>
6: This is Live at Five, Live at Five,
2: Live at Five. five. Tuesday edition, turn down the music. Uh, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, former leader of the Soviet Union, died at 91. Just to let everybody know, one of those guys is. hey, I know before you did, I just told you who died. Now we can move on. I'm better than you. Yep. I'm on Mail Online. I'm on News Junkie. I get it before you. I knew he was going to die before he was going to die. That's how good I am. Plus, you got to know people. Anyway, uh, we're here. And uh, you're there. Yeah, low battery. i I got to close out my battery. Listen, to the one person on Facebook right now, I'm sorry. uh, The the Facebook feed is probably going to die in the next 30 seconds uh, because I have a low battery. Uh, It's one of those things because, what was it, over a week ago, I I stole one of the... uh, the uh, charges here, my own, at the studio uh, for the MMA about events. About, rather. Excuse me, I can't breathe. I come into the studio. I can breathe all the time. Can't breathe when I come here. Let's take a deep breath. <coughs> oh boy. Anyway. Uh, so that's going to die any second. So, for the two people on Facebook, excuse me, you're going to have to go over to uh, tune in or just listen to AM 1240. A lot of those people, of course, are from out of town. They're not within range. And I apologize, but I'll bring in the charger tomorrow morning. It's amazing how many things I forget. Uh, and, and again, not, not to come across as Thurston Howell the third, but we have a, a place up on uh, Point Peninsula that we go back and forth during the summer months. And uh, uh, for the life of me, I have five days to get everything in st- stored up for what I need up there. That's clothes, that includes underwear, socks, a- an extra belt, uh, crappy sneakers to go in and out of the water. Inevitably, and I don't know how this ha- I do know how it happens, but all the summer stuff winds up back at the house. I, I don't know why. I, don't- I have no clue why that happens, but it does and as a consequence, I, have, I get up there and uh, Saturday morning I wake up and I'm wearing, you know, like, you know, uh, shorts that, I, that don't fit, uh, black socks, you know, out, out and about in the country. And, uh, and in some cases, no underwear at all because I keep forgetting to bring it. So I, And it's the same thing here. It's like I brought that lousy charger, you know, and I have one here in the whole building and I store it right here in AM 1240. And I, I, I said, boy, I got to remember that. I am Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Life. I really should put uh, ties around my fingers just to remind me, uh, but I need to tie something around the, the, the other ones to remind me to remind me. So it's one of those things. As you get older, you have a tendency to lose you know, you know, memory. Uh, but unfortunately, I've been uh, in that uh, mode, if you will, lack of thereof, for, for lack of a better way of putting it, for a very, very long time. I don't know what drives me to get anything done because at the end of the day, I do get things done. But when it comes to the essentials, I haven't a clue. So uh, while I, I can remember what someone told me when I was 8 years old or something that happened 20 years ago, and the people look at me and say, how do you know? I said, trust me, I, my memory sucks because I can't even remember to bring stuff up where, uh, just uh, 40 miles from here on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, the Yankees lost last night. I don't know what to say. I know we have Yankee fans around here. This is a Yankee territory. Uh, it's, it's very discouraging. They won five. They lost three. They're still in first place. But it's just it's 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 just uh, it it's, it's very depressing to tell you the truth. So uh, you know, just like uh, Michael Colleone in Godfather Two in the Washington D.C. hotel scene, I don't want to talk about it. I really don't want to talk about it. It's very discouraging. Uh, they play tonight in California, and they just can't hit to save their lives. Just as an example, DJ Lemahu with two guys on base last night, two guys on base, one out. He decides to do a safety squeeze. Uh, to, 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 to tie up the score, here's your number, your lead-off hitter, or your number two hitter, who is having a massive slump. This is the guy that we couldn't afford to lose. We, you know, he was teasing us, and he was going to go to the Mets and whatnot, and now he's batting what 240, if that. And he bunts last night to bring in the fir- uh, the first run of the game for the Yankees to tie it up. They lost the game. Uh, Shiatsu, whatever his name is, uh, has that typical Japanese swing. He, he, he looks you know when you see him he looks like the old padre's uh, logo the way he's, he has that swooping, swooping swing when his feet are together very similar to uh, Ichiro that's how they teach him over there. They're not the strongest people in the world, but when it comes right down he's, he's a big kid, don't get me wrong, he's six foot two uh, so he's got I don't know some American jeans in him or something or other He's much bigger than the average Japanese player. but when he swings that bat, boy and he's also a pitcher. So he's, he's a remarkable, remarkable player. Last night, he was the difference. He had a two-run homer. Uh, and, of course, Justice, uh, j- uh, check that uh, Aaron Judge, Justice. Aaron Judge hit his 50th, which is all good and, you know, fine and good and whatnot. But most of his home runs are solo home runs. So, uh, although last night my brother had to remind me that it was a curveball. But most of the times he's getting solo home runs because they can afford to throw him a, su- uh, checked out a fastball uh, when there's nobody on base, which explains why the majority of his home runs, unfortunately, are solo home runs. So they need help, and... uh We can blame Cashman. You can blame the pitching staff, uh, the fat guy that they got in exchange for that whole Montgomery trade, although it wasn't the same trade. But uh, Montas, whatever his name is, uh, total wash. Terrible. I don't know what happened there. Uh, One of the worst exchanges or trades at the deadline the Yankees have made in a very long time. Brian Cashman really has to be uh, reevaluating himself after after giving up Montgomery. All right, so before the show started, I did get a couple of... uh, Texts from it, it, there's you know there's this ongoing story uh, at the uh, uh, Butler Pavilion in, in J B Weiss Plaza. So our friend and local journalist uh, Donnie sent me a slew of pictures just moments before the show started. And of course, Donnie's got a crappy camera, and I can barely see what, what it, what's there. But you know, it looks like there are there's some type of event going on there. But the pavilion has become a homeless shelter. And uh, guys like uh, Councilman uh, Cliff Only have been uh, there, you know, advocating for some answers to it. Uh, But uh, Donnie says, I'm at the Butler Pavilion organizing help with the county. County representatives, he says, were here. uh, But they wish to remain. uh, Their names uh, weren't weren't to be repeated, so whatever. Water and food donations have been rolling in. Councilman Only was down here last night. uh, And also the Vet Center uh, is also helping out. Which is all fine and good, but um, we, we, have a, we have a homeless problem here. I told you last week about a, a, a well-known businessman on Factory Street uh, explaining how right next door to his place, uh, there's, there's people in and out of, the, of, a, of an abandoned building. So real-life homelessness. Before that, again, I worked in conjunction with uh, the Stanley Law offices and uh, Music for the Mission. Very proud of that, by the way. We do, you know we do our best to uh, get enough funds to give to the Urban Mission on Factory Street. Ironically enough, but most often the homeless people in uh, our neck of the woods are living from sofa to sofa, that not living in the back seat of an abandoned car, or for that matter, an abandoned uh, building, or an open uh, you know venue like uh, like the uh, Butler Pavilion. But that's happening now. Um, is this the product, uh, a byproduct rather of COVID? Probably. We never saw numbers like this. I I can't remember seeing homeless people living outside like that at the pavilion. Not to mention, of course, that blue monstrosity on Factory Street that closed down last year. It was uh, closed for good reason. And uh, multiple fires in recent years at what used to be halfway houses or homeless shelters uh, like the Rainbow Motel uh, out there and whatever road that is. But that burned down three years ago. So the uh, after effects of COVID and uh, burnt fires. And, uh, and just the drug epidemic, it, it, again, it, it, when, you, when you see the comments on Facebook, you know, there's, there's some people that say, oh, I wish we could help, blah, blah, blah. But then there's other people who honestly say, geez, these people, if they have a heartbeat, they should be able to get a job. And that's a pretty good argument. But there's always a reason why someone chooses otherwise. But that said, um, there are young people, many in their 20s and 30s, and it looks like they could probably get their act together by, by by getting a job at a retail center or a ma-and-pa shop and making minimum wage. It's a hell of a lot better than living in the Butler Pavilion. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. It's, uh, it's Lefty who wants to explain uh, why he's still right from yesterday. Go! Hey,
3: Glenn. How's it going?
2: What's happening? Well,
3: There's going to be a bit of a problem, and I was waiting to bring this up, but... Uh, my graduating class has rented that uh, Butler Pavilion for this weekend.
2: Oh, jeepers! Yeah.
3: Hmm. So we're going to be cooking out and doing whatever there, if need be. The city's going to have to have the police remove everyone by eight o'clock that Saturday morning, because that's when it's rented.
2: Boy, you guys are such party poopers.
3: What What are you going to do, though? No, I know.
2: I don't know. I mean, so,
3: I mean, we're, we'll be cooking out, doing whatever. Can't have that. You know, it's it's a place where you have to pay a deposit and you have to pay insurance to use it. They aren't doing that. They shouldn't be using it. I can't go there and do it for free. You know, I, the answer to this homeless thing is a bus ticket. It's not our problem. Send them to some place where they can survive. You can't survive here in the winter. You can survive Florida outside of all year. There we go. Problem solved.
2: So wait, why wh- That's the wh-
3: next little thing we're talking? What's wh-
2: that? Wh- why are they having a? Uh, why won't you're having your what? What class reunion is this? Your thirty? Your fortieth? What is it?
3: It's uh, it's completely made up. Oh, okay. Use it as an example. Oh, okay, so gotcha. I was gonna say, like who the hell is gonna have I a class reunion in a place be like that? not it there. But if you want to use a place like that, using the park, you have to pay the insurance. You have to schedule it out. You can't do it without it. Right. Anyone else would be removed. Right. If I just sat up there and started to have a, you know, a little party, you'd probably get away with it. But you're supposed to rent things like that, and you're supposed to, you know, make there. And it should be that, and it should be that way the same as anywhere else. All right. It isn't a place. For all right, you all right, right. right, I got, I, it, got I got Yeah. And a bus ticket would do it. I took you. Back for on it. to yesterday, where the guy called up. All right, let's be quick. Compared me to like flat Earth. Yeah. I'm going to be quick on it. Yep. But this almond thing. So I sent oh, you over God. links. Yeah. I, I looked on there again, and it's it's by county. It isn't necessarily by the state, but they use eighty percent, eighty-seven percent of what their the water in their county. All right, gotcha. So it's not by the state, but they use just to put it in perspective. They use three times the water in a year that Los Angeles uses
4: hmm.
2: just for almonds. That's pretty big. Yeah.
3: Big That's almonds. For almonds. Almonds take you about a gallon and a half per almond to make. Hmm. So the typical bag, you go to, like, you know, Walmart and buy that bag of almonds, it's, you know, it's still in a swimming pool. You know right. what I mean? It's no, just it's crazy. crazy. I'm not being that, you know... Yeah. crazy with us. but I have no horse uh, in this fight. Just as a conversation, I was bringing up. I, you know, I, I eat almonds. I don't care if there's almonds in California. I'm never moving to California. Let them not have any water. But that's where the water problem for California there is one go. of them. Right. The other, uh, and, and for Lake Mead that we're kind of getting on
2: there. Right. Okay. I knew you were going to clarify. That's just I a knew clarification
3: this. on that. Gotcha. But I also sent you over the, the link on it, right. and that's from the U.S. Agriculture like dot dot gov. I mean, that's where the, those stats are coming from. So of course, you can look that up. Gotcha.
7: If you
2: would like. All right. Fair enough. Very good.
3: Hey, I'm I'm going to let you go there, buddy boy. Have a great afternoon. Right, Bye-bye now, don't you know? Don't you know?
2: Don't you know? Good. I got a lot of hey, complaints ben. about that conversation. It was too long yesterday. Hi, are so, there.
8: Yeah, so I'm down here at the uh, Butler Pavilion now um, with the homeless people. There's been, throughout the day, people have been dropping off food, water, um, hygiene items. It's Donnie um, The way. vet center. Yeah. Yep. So the Vet Center was down here helping. Uh, there was a veteran that was down here needing some assistance. Right. Um, but, of course, it's people are still down here. Um, I'm not quite sure what's really going to go on besides people just living here. You know, that's what they're doing.
2: Well, I mean, uh, now, Donnie, I just laid out a couple of reasons why this is happening. You know, you're a young man, but you've been around right. Watertown long enough. Have you ever seen... Uh, homeless people living out and about, like in this situation at the Butler Pavilion at J.B. Weiss Plaza. Have you ever seen images uh, like this before? Uh, in, in your well, experience?
8: yes. I would say yes. Um, because I'm from here, I've seen it. But it really didn't start to make the media or anything until I started taking pictures of it or doing videos about it.
2: So you're saying then oh. that people did live in the Butler Pavilion before? I mean, I drive by there. I guess oh, I'm not yes. paying attention I mean, to this it.
8: Is, this has been going on for a long time, but I think this year, I would say there's more. Normally, it'd be maybe like one
2: or two. Are you there? Right? Are you there right now, Donnie? Yes. Okay. Hand I'm the phone here right now. Is it possible we could talk to someone that that's living there?
8: Um, we could. Hold on. Do you want me to ask
2: somebody? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, why not? I mean, this is good. All right. Radio Gold. Donnie, on the run.
8: Hey, um, I'm on the phone with a radio guy. Does anybody want to speak to him about being homeless? No, I got. I'm.
2: I'm, I'm eating some caviar. I'll
8: catch you later. Right, hold on, no, you're not homeless You're homeless? Yeah, hold on, we got somebody
2: He's probably on a cell phone
8: here you go
2: Okay Hi, who are we talking to? How you doing? What's happening? How you doing, Glenn? Good, good, good um, Now, again, I, 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 this is the Live at Five show with Glenn Curry and AM 1240 Is it okay? We're talking to a live audience Is that okay with you, my friend? Yes,
7: sir, yes, sir
2: all right, so uh, it's it's unfortunate that we're talking in such circumstances because right now, uh, from what I understand, you are li- you are a homeless person living in the Butler Pavilion in Weiss Plaza. Is that correct?
6: Yes, sir. Uh, when I got here, it was really bad. Like, uh, couldn't have food. I had to literally uh, couldn't even get up from your seat without carrying your bag with you. It was it was horrible, man. So, are
2: so you s- bad. I see when you first got, how long have you been living like this at the Butler Pavilion? Uh, two months now. So, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm
6: 23.
2: You're 23. Yes. sir. And where are you from? You don't have to call me sir. That's you, I'm not the judge. Uh, where, <laughs> where, where, where? I understand. Where are you originally from? Are you from Watertown? Uh, no, I'm actually
6: from Virginia.
2: Uh, and, and what brings you up here? The military, or your family, friends? How did you come up here? Uh, I
6: was actually. Coming to retire, you know, I saw that they was uh, destroying, uh, retire or basically assassinating anybody that was brave enough to invent green hydrogen technology. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to Canada. Hmm. So, wow, didn't get to Canada, but I found myself here in New York, and swear I've been saying since.
2: So you you came up, and, and again, I guess I can't explain, uh, or rather, understand what you were saying as far as going to Canada. But you were you fed up with society here in America? You wanted to move to another country.
6: I was, I was, and as I said, they would destroy people that was brave enough to come out with an innovation like flammable water, you know what I'm saying?
2: So you you, you might have an, uh, the idea of a lifetime, but uh, the, the apparently people weren't paying attention to you, so you got fed up at age 23 or something, a young man, by the way, and you decided to move elsewhere, and this is where you wound up, and you've been at the pavilion now, like you said, for, I believe, for a couple of months then.
6: Yeah, a couple of months. So it's a lot better now. It's is down. People are bringing food. It actually looks like hope for the people that are in a situation like me.
2: Okay. So, and, and if you don't mind me saying, and I, and I think this is a good thing, you sound like, you know, you're an intelligent person. You're young. I wish I was 23 years old. Uh, do you suffer from anything like uh, from sch- schizophrenia, or do you have any physical ailments, my friend?
3: No. I, I,
6: me, myself, not personally, but a lot of the people down here have a, uh, as you say, it's a schizophrenia, but it's not a burden. Like people have been telling me, it's actually a, a very powerful gift that a lot of people can control.
2: You know? Yeah, yeah, right. You never know who you are at any given night. It's crazy. Uh, but okay, so do you have now? Are are family members aware of your plight? Are they aware of what's going on? Are they familiar with your welfare right now? That living homeless.
6: Uh. Kinda, but I don't want to put too much information on their shoulders because they're doing a lot right now. And if they're over here thinking I'm homeless, you know, it puts more weight on my mom's shoulders. Right? Know. Did you go to college? Uh, for a little while,
2: yes. All right. So you made it. You got you got a high school degree. Um, I'm sure yeah. you, you went. To, you know, let me let me ask you. Did you go to your own high school prom? Did you have a sweetheart? Did you have someone in your life that you loved and that loved you back?
6: I did at one point in high school. Yeah, yeah.
2: So let me ask you. Uh, yeah, I do yeah. it at yeah.
6: the moment, but I, I'm still very hard at work trying to uh, find resources for everybody and myself. Yeah, you know, so
2: are you are you able phone. to communicate with people? Do you have like a track phone or anything like that?
6: No phones. The free government phones are so hard to get because you need a mailing address or something. And a lot of people that need those free phones don't have mailing addresses. So right. Yeah. Right. And a lot of us have our ID stolen, or not as much anymore. But in the past week, right. like a week ago, you could Everybody's ID was stolen. My mine was stolen, and you need an ID to get a free phone. Fer- so now I can't get a free so phone.
2: So that would mean you know I'm mean? I'm going to assume that if you lost your ID, that someone stole your wallet or anything on your body while you were asleep or while you were away from your possessions.
6: Yeah, like a week ago. It's not that intense anymore. You know what I'm saying.
2: So I would what assume that again? whatever they stole, they didn't steal credit cards or money, but they might have physically took your wallet thinking there was money in it. But in reality, what was important to you was your wallet itself and your identification, which, as you know, by law, you know we have to have our ID on us for, for law enforcement authorities to, uh, to tell who we are at any given time. So that, that's that's a burden as well. I mean, even something as simple that people take for granted, like having your license on you. Do you drive? Can you drive a vehicle? Yes, sir. And then when you lost your ID, was that your state uh, uh you know, license that you lost in that process?
6: Yeah, I, I I it wasn't lost like discredited, it was uh stolen. Losses and someone stole it, but they also uh took my vehicle a couple like a month or two ago, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm
2: really homeless. Now. You know what I mean? Okay, so all right, and if and here's some you know serious question. You don't have to answer this, but uh, do you feel in your life as it is right now that you have an allegiance to some type of drug and or narcotic that just is is a burden is is a burden to your lifestyle right now? Are you on drugs uh, uh, on an on again off again basis, my friend?
6: Uh, no, I, I am not a drug seeker. Uh, I will try them. At the moments, right, you know, but I don't go and try it more than like three times a each drug. Other if it's weed or something, you know, I'll be right. smoking weed. Right, I'll never speak it though, you know.
2: Right. Okay. Well, okay, that's fine because and the reason why I ask that is typically that people that are out in the streets of Philadelphia, New York City, you know, they're they're seen taking, uh, you know, shooting themselves up with heroin. And it just seems like their lives are lost be- before they can even see the age of uh, 30 or even younger. So that isn't a burden to you. That is not a problem. So let me ask you, when you when you wake up in the morning or at any given time of the day, is there anything that motivates you to, ch- to want to change your life or what's holding you back?
6: Uh, it's a lot of the paperwork, mazes, As I said, with the phone situation, they'll uh, ask for an address and an ID, whereas most of the people in our situation don't have either of those. So when it comes to getting a job, it's usually the same thing, or they make too much money off a disability, and they're not offered the free housing, you know?
2: All right.
6: So go so would- sit and wait. Till- oh, okay, go ahead.
2: I know that, which is great. Okay, first of all, you're very coherent. Uh, I expected to have someone that would slur their language or have some type of issue or talk in tongues, if you will. And, and please don't take this personally because I'm literally – I have no idea who you are. But what I'm hearing on the other side of this phone call is a very reasonable and intelligent person at a very young age that has a whole life in front of him. But right now, like you're saying, because you can't get uh, you know the paperwork done in order for you for, for society to recognize who you are, whether or not you should have a phone – that's the one thing holding you back right now from getting a job and getting getting your life together?
6: Yes. Yeah. Uh, ID and lack of address, you know, for, they won't even accept the P.O. box over at Well, the, no, uh, I know they wouldn't, but, but, center, but you
2: know? that's fine. But aren't you tired? of I mean, right now it's warm. You've been here for two months. You haven't seen a winter up here, and you don't want to see a winter up here in the Butler Pavilion. And you know that because you're an intelligent guy. So this is not a big burden. It's not like the cops are after you. You don't have, uh, you know, uh, 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 the dog, the bounty hunter, looking for you. You're not dying. Uh, you, you don't have uh, uh, an addiction to drugs. You, you're not, you don't have HIV from from uh, from, from from you know uh, from a needle and so forth. It sounds like you are a perfect example of someone that could get you know back to normal within 24 hours as long as my good. You know how many people would
6: want to hire someone like? You?
2: Are you strong? Can you lift things?
6: Yeah, I was very strong. I used to call, my mama used to call me when I was <laughs>
2: So you're a big kid at 23 years old. What's your name, my friend? What's your first name? Jacob. Jacob. Very biblical name, by the way. Jacob. My God. Um, look, I mean, I wish you all the luck in the world. And and by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for your candid answers. Um, I, I don't know if there's something in your life that you're not telling us that's that's really keeping you down right now. But from all for all practical purposes, it sounds like... You have your life together as much, if not more, than other people, and really the obstacles that you described earlier, as far as getting you know a PO box and 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 this and that, I, that's just a simple visit to some I don't know where. If it's a are you are you an ex vet? Were you in the army?
6: No, uh, I was not. Um, but uh, a lot of people down here are in the same situation as me. You know, they're they're other than.
2: Yeah, I, I'm assuming this. And again, the the number one reason for homelessness is, is mental illness and addiction to some type of narcotic. And from, from what you're saying, it's it's not as bad. So, so Jacob, I wish you all the luck in the world. And at any given time, if you do get a phone call and things start to look up again, something tells me that will happen, uh, I want you to call up the show and, and get the number and information from the guy that just handed you his phone, if that's possible.
6: I will definitely speak that.
2: All right, awesome. Jacob, God bless you, and we'll talk to you very soon. Your life is just getting started, my friend.
6: All right. Thank you all for listening. No problem. So God anytime. God bless all of you.
2: Thank you. That's uh, that's Jacob. That's Jacob. Jacob Jacob needs to climb a ladder. Hi, you're in the air. Hey,
7: Glenn. Hey, Glenn. How you doing?
2: What's happening? It's, it's yeah, a I bu- want to
7: talk about lefty. Uh, that's just nuts that he's talking about. You know what I mean?
2: Who? What are you talking about? What you, what, what's this?
7: I'm just joking about... Lefty. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Please. I don't want to talk. I never want to see an almond again. You know, how many people was like, How much longer are we going to talk about almonds? Yeah.
7: This is the blind guy. I know. I can't see me talking about nuts no more, so let's move along. There you go. But anyhow, I know you like to go quick. I'd like to give you a little demonstration about blindness on uh, a little plug in, give me a little air time. Yeah. I'll try to be quick here. Right. A lot of people will say they don't believe that I'm blind. Because they're ignorant of the definition of blindness, Glenn. Okay. Um, for example, uh, do you think would you consider me blind when I went to the farmers market and asked for a donut and gave him the money, and they came and put the change on the table and put the donut there, and I'm still waiting for the thing. Right. And the guy, the next guy says, "Hey, you got to give this guy his donut and change. He can't see it." Right. I, I took four steps and I hear the guy say to him, "That guy's not blind. He's just using the cane." Right. to make people feel sorry for them. So wow. they're ignorant of the definition of blindness. That's why I'm at the farmer's market, mm-hmm. to break that down. Because every day, because my eyes are not rolled up in my head, right. they can, They think I'm not blind. Right, right. Or so, um, oh, you look like the guy from Kung Fu.
2: It. Go yeah. ahead. Or oh, you look like the guy from Kung Fu, didn't have any eyes at all. Go ahead. Sorry.
7: Yeah, right. If I don't take my eyes out and lay them on the table, then right. I'm not blind. Right,
2: so. right. It's ignorance, but, um, blind guy. It's ignorance, Tim. Sorry. Yeah,
7: well, I just I, I break it down because, like, for example, uh, if I can't see your hand to shake your hand, but I put my hand out there, right. I try not to act like I'm stupid. Right. And I, I went to school for nine months for training on those types of things to be appropriate hmm. uh, so you're not... Um, uh, well, number one, the main thing is you don't kill yourself when you're street traveling.
2: Right. Yeah, that's but, important. Um, right.
7: So it's like saying somebody doesn't have cancer if they got skin cancer because they don't have breast cancer. Right.
2: Right. No, hey, okay.
7: Cancer. It, it's all cancer.
2: Right. It's
7: that, just like there's different forms of blindness.
2: Right. Um, no, I know. Well,
7: I explain mine like this, Glenn. When you're looking down a barrel of a gun. Yeah. Right, you got complete vision when you first start, and that barrel of a gun goes down to a pinhole. Right. Okay. and And right. it's cloudy. Would you consider that blindness? Uh, blindness
2: just, just would? about. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No well, doubt.
7: it is. But it, you, know, you said. And, and that home. would be a good no, enough total. reason
2: to be uh, homeless, by the way. But uh, it's, it's amazing yeah, but people saying, that people with that ailment still aren't homeless.
7: It's not. it's not the definition of blindness. Right. 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 It, it's actually twenty over two hundred. Twenty uh, two hundred. And twenty degrees less peripheral vision. Also, your statutory blindness. Right. Right. There you go. There's my plug. uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Stop by the farmer's market, brother. I'll talk to you.
2: All right. Sounds good, Tim. Tim the Enchanter. All right. Got to do a break anyway. Let's do a break, and we'll be back right after this. It's
3: looking like the forecast. Seven.
2: We've been having you know a threat of a crash for as long as that commercial's been running, forever. You're on the air.
5: Hey, Glenn, how you doing? What's
2: happening? It's Jason Trainer. Bad to worse. Well, I,
5: I, right. Well, I want to talk briefly about two points today. I try a lot of services for the disabled community, a disabled service for people that have disabilities. Right. And I found out that they're not disabled uh, first. They have other things they do first. And what I mean by that, Glenn, I try career connections and all these other uh, services they have in the city for the disabled. And the thing they miss is what, why they're there first. All
6: right. Did you I,
5: know, and it's sad. I, I, talk to every, I talk to people every day.
2: I thought I was going to get a call community. about the, the homeless guy, about how, you know, how revealing that call was, but neither here nor there. So, uh, wait, so let me ask you, Jason, is there something wrong with you?
5: Well, I, I was born with a learning disability, uh, Glenn, and I had to, as you listen to my story last year when I ran for C. Councilman, right. I had to find outlets to get through what I had to get through. Right. And there's, uh, you know, the, the people most importantly in my life, like the special ed- education teacher in high school. Right. And... You know, Mr. Clark is another gentleman that. Right. uh You know, he he was one of my teachers. Wait, what about you? Need,
2: yeah, what? I'm, are you going to include your wife in that configuration, or is that? Yes, yes, thing?
5: my wife sticks by me every bit of the thing. Even even though she has pulled me a lot, she understands my mindset. Right. That I fight for the disabled community, and and I was thinking all day, there ain't a service out there that deals with disabilities first. And I might be working on an organization. i got to do more research on my own right. that will have dis- disabilities first. Right. That's the first priority. All
2: right. Well, well, first of all, let me just say this because i, I got to move on. I'm getting a lot of calls on the second part of this show. And, and I hope you appreciate that, Jason. Don't take it personally. But, Jason, you're a perfect example of someone that had some adversity growing up, like you said, because of your learning disorder. or or inability, whatever, dyslexia, whatever it was that got in the way. And, uh, uh, you know, you come across as someone who really, I didn't think that you would have that. I mean, you might have a a little bit of laboring here and there, and I'm just talking out, you know, very candidly now. Uh, But you did manage to score a hot chick on the other side of the planet. Uh, Congratulations (laughs) for doing that. But more importantly, you've had a life, and you didn't go homeless. Like this other gentleman, I'm not comparing you, and Jacob from Delaware, wherever he's from, because mm-hmm. you know there are so many people, especially these days, because they use this whole crutch—a a dr- Oh, I'm on drugs, or I'm schizophrenic. Oh, my mom beat me up. That didn't get in your way, Jason. So y- mm-hmm. you know you are more than 99 percent ahead of the of the struggle based on what what was given you as a as a baby, because you had to deal with adversity, and you did. Too often, there are people like Jacob. That somehow or other, just I don't know if Jacob gave up or just didn't have enough people to to motivate him. But if you heard my conversation earlier with him, like many people like him, there's truly no reason to be homeless other than that is your decision to be homeless. So well, you made the Glenn, decision otherwise. There's
5: another part I want to say too quickly. I am I will be working on um, to put a homeless shelter. Uh, <laughs> I want to put a homeless shelter together because sometimes, yes, it's a choice for each one of us. Sometimes people are caught in situations that sometimes ain't their fault. And, you know, we got to look at that. We got to clean up this city. One thing that the community can come gather and to fund rightly, not to have, not to, not have all the preparations first, like security. Right. Make sure the place is safe, right. built right. But I, I make I sure the heroin's clean. You know, state of people, I need your help. So if we're going to build a homeless shelter, right, or a nonprofit organization, that can deal with disabilities first, right. Then I'm calling your callers. I need people that have heart and compassion to deal with what's outside
2: and, and almonds.
5: And to help people that need to help like me that I got. Right. I need ten or thirteen people. That will fight for a homeless shelter. I need
2: all those politicians in your pocket.
5: <laughs> and we'll do this together.
2: Gotcha. So, Jason, Jason, I, uh, I love this. I've got to go. But, Jason, we. One,
5: one more thing. Yeah. Give me a call, 315 664 5150. I want to hear your story. And let's build this homeless By the
2: way, Jason, when you give let's out your. Right. Jason, when you give out your phone number on this show, does anyone ever call you?
5: Yes. Jake what? Johnson did.
2: Oh, really? Wow. Well, there you go. The man himself. The god of downtown. Well, good. I'm Uh, glad.
5: But, but Glenn, that's that's the problem. People don't sit back and listen to their stories. And my heart goes out to this homeless fellow. So whatever reason, I'm not going to say what happened because I don't know personally. But we do need a shelter for men. So it has to be built right. And I'm willing to work with people. Fund this and do it right.
2: Gotcha. All right, Jason. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. That's Jason. Very concerned. He's got a lot of things to research. It's a hell of a burden he's taking on. God bless. Hi, you're on the air.
0: Yeah, Glenn. Um, you know that that guy sounded like um, a very intelligent boy. Yeah. Um, he said he wasn't on drugs. Right. He wasn't an alcoholic. No. He wasn't anything. No. He moved here from Virginia, yeah, and for
2: what? Well, apparently he we wa- he ha- he had an idea about yeah. you know uh, gasoline and what I don't know. I couldn't understand it, but he wanted he uh, he seemed like he was uh, disenfranchised with the American dream and he wanted to move to Canada, uh, but he found out that Jefferson County would take him here, but uh, that uh, gravy train ran out, so now he's uh, now he's in J B White's Plaza. Again, I'm speculating here, but a lot of people come here <coughs> because <coughs> we have. It's almost like the Statue of Liberty says, uh, "Bring bring us your people here, because we'll, we'll we'll give them food stamps and money and shelter." Seems like that that that's run out, and that's why we have a surplus of people living uh, in in a parking lot essentially right now. So
0: I, again, well, you know, unless they're uh, taking drugs so they can't think straight, right. or they're a complete alcoholic, then you wonder how they're getting the drugs and how they're getting the the booze right. if they have nothing. As, far as I'm concerned, if he is what he sounded like, yeah. he's a perfect example of a person that does not want to work.
3: Right.
0: We have hundreds of jobs in this area right. to work, right. and he is a prime example who wants the government to take care of him. Right. And at 23 years old, right. he hasn't given himself a chance right. to work and work for 35, 40 years, right. like the rest of us have. No social
2: security, nothing. nothing. You
0: know, and if he's if he is he's not lying to us,
2: right? If, if, yeah, and, and again, we don't you know, know that. Like said. Right,
0: uh, but he's a prime example right. of the people looking for the free ride. Right. He wants a free phone. Right. He wants free uh, living, right. and he wants free uh, medical. Right. You know, they'd rather. Right. It's a proven fact, Glenn that a lot of these people that are homeless, they don't want to work. They like this type of life. Right. They move around. They get everything free. Um, mm-hmm. I feel sorry for them yeah. because that's the life they put themselves into. Right. But it only goes so far, you know, like him. If, if he's a smart man, no drugs, no alcohol, nothing, he could get a job within one hour. But he come up with a lot of excuses why he can't get a job. So I, I feel sorry for him because he's put himself in that position. But that's the end of it for me. Well, okay, Glenn.
2: Thank you. Uh, good call. And, you know, I knew I would get a call like that. I'm glad he heard that conversation. If you're just tuning in, uh, Donnie, the, ad, the, the street advocate and reporter, uh, was literally standing there at the, uh, the Butler Pavilion and J.B. Weiss Plaza you know, behind Public Square. Uh, which is now uh, a pavilion that has taken on a whole new role of uh, you know a homeless shelter. And uh, so we talked to a guy by the name of Jacob who claims he isn't on drugs, that he was trying to get to Canada, and he wound up here. Uh, he sounded intelligent. He sounded coherent. Didn't sound like he was under the influence. He did say at one point, they're feeding me. That's great. But I remember talking to my uh, my roommate uh, years ago. It's just one of the things that stand out. Willie Armentano. He's an attorney now. Uh, we were like brothers in college. We really were. Uh, and uh, you know, we did. You know, we were just mischief, basically. I mean, you know, if we weren't not, if we weren't just getting into trouble, uh, we were having a hell of a lot of fun, and we were learning at the same time. But I remember Willie saying, and by the way, he's an attorney now. He lives in Dix Hills. He and his wife, his college sweetheart, we didn't see this coming, three kids, uh, they got divorced like four years ago, and I almost fell off my friggin' chair because they were attached at the hip in college. But that's neither here nor there. Things change. So, But he told me years ago, he said, Boy, I just can't understand why someone would be homeless and he said this in college, and, and Willie was obviously the type of guy that was never going to go in that direction. But he said if he did, he said he would just go to the lo- any local store that would hire him. For, for any- he said he would do anything for money, a- as long as it, it w- you know, wasn't a handout, mind you, that he would work for it. And, uh, you know, I have this. I never uh, dreamt of being homeless. But just like that last caller said, I think we've made it very convenient. Uh, we've enabled people. So these so-called sanctuary cities like uh, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, and New York City, they basically have their own version of the Statue of Liberty. It says, bring us, bring us the people that want to live off the land and claim you know, that you, know, you, you can't function as a normal human being because of your addiction to this, that, or the other thing. And by the way, we'll give you free needles so that you don't spread you know, uh, germs and diseases to others. That's in an enabling society. Where you allow people to live in public squares. I was talking to a guy today, the marketing guy at the uh, Watertown Wolves. Nice guy. And uh, he said he was uh, in Los Angeles not too long ago. And, you, you know, you're in the heart of the city right near where Capitol Records is. That big iconic building right near Hollywood. And he says they're living right there in the medians in between, you know, the north and southbound lanes. And, you know, the people like Pelosi and whatnot, they're not going to do anything about that. It's not their problem, although it is a problem. But it's like, it's, it, we, we've just created a whole new society for people to just be nothing. And, and, and we often say, boy, big city problems don't seem to make it up here in northern New York. Well, they're here. Butler Pavilion is a homeless shelter. And that's disgusting. <laughs> you don't say. Someone was on the phone. I was talking too long. Uh, what else is going on? I didn't even get into politics. I, I, I I've been. Yesterday was a great show. And by the way, thanks to News Junkie for sharing yesterday's show. I, I, I had gone a long, long time without really talking about what's been on my mind. And uh, it, it, you hear, you know, Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. Well, what about, what about this? What about that? And then recently, of course, Sir Joe Rogan had uh, Mark Zuckerberg on the show, and Mark Zuckerberg revealed for the first time Uh, why he, uh, his company, otherwise known as Facebook, Meta and Instagram, refused to unleash any news or uh, let out any post related to uh, the allegations of laptops from Hunter Biden. And his his excuse was extremely lame, but now it's coming out, and now I read that more and more people are Googling and, and sharing more about Hunter Biden than before. And I have a theory about this, and I might have mentioned this before, you know, this, the system, the way it is right now, needed a hero. They needed someone to defeat Donald Trump. And they weren't getting it from Elizabeth Warren. They weren't getting it from uh, Mr. Booker from Jersey. They weren't getting it from Kubica, from uh, Minnesota. Uh, and they weren't getting it from Beto O'Rourke. The field of Democrats uh, prior to Biden entering the ring were abysmal. And they said, Joe, we need you. Uh, and it says, well, uh, you know, you might need me, but the FBI knows about my son's uh, laptop. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll talk to our people. We'll get you through. We need you because you're the closest thing legally that we could put up as president of the United States without putting Barack Obama back in office again. And and, and the rest, of course, is history. And then in the back of the minds of all those, including Val- Valerie Jarrett, uh, Susan Rice, and, of course, former President Barack Obama and his wife Michelle, not to mention Ron Klein was be. eventually the public's gonna know about the the laptops. And they're going to find out that this president, otherwise known as Joe Biden, should not remain as ex- ex- executive chief and uh, officer of the United States. We they knew that. But they knew they needed a name to defeat and topple Donald Trump because the others weren't going to do it. But they knew in time, the the news about Hunter, And other things would come out, and they said, well, now it's okay, because, you know, they got done what they needed to get done. Let the FBI, let the Beltway handle as much as they can to investigate Donald Trump. We couldn't get him on one impeachment. We couldn't get him after uh, January 6th. We'll get him somehow or other with documents that he shouldn't have taken out of the White House. Something or other. We'll get some. But by the midterm of your term, and Joe Biden, no, will not be running in 2024. That's very, very obvious. We will strengthen or fortify our our approach to, like, we don't need an old white guy in office anyway. It's not, we don't need Joe Biden, the old guy in office. It's nothing like that at all. We don't need an old white guy as our president anymore. What they didn't count on was Kamala Harris is the the worst choice. So ultimately, you watch in the next couple of months, certainly after November 6th, election day for the midterms, (coughs) you watch. Whether or not Donald Trump is sitting in a jail cell or about to go on trial to defend himself, I don't know. But they're going to try to go that route. But in the meantime, they bought two years. They got Donald Trump out. They got Donald Trump out first. They bought two years. They knew that would fizzle. They would hope that Kamala Harris would actually go to school and actually learn stuff. But that's impossible because she's a moron. But now they're going to replace her. The question is, the, the, the Stacey Adams, is she the one to replace her? No. She's, she doesn't look presidential. She's way too progressive. And quite frankly, she, she's just not not the one. But now you're seeing more and more about Pete Buttigieg. So you watch. Glenn Curry's going to predict right now, and I've been wrong before, but I'm getting better at it. By the time the elections are over, there will be a more and more publicity favoring a new candidacy. A new approach to 2024, and it's clearly going to be Pete Buttigieg. Is he a black woman? Is he a woman? No. He's it, close because he's homosexual. He's got two kids and blah, blah, blah. He's, apparently, he's breastfeeding because he was on maternity leave for two months. So, But he's a perfect fit because not only that, but people like him. People really like him. And uh, I, and even Dave Manz thinks he would be – or he, actually, Dave Manz thought Beto Rock would be a good president. And he's being. And by the way, Beto O'Rourke is walking all over New, uh, Texas, trying to you know get some type of fanfare, and they're renouncing him on site. And somehow or other, he might still pull it off, as because uh, uh, I just I can't trust the system anymore. But that's my projection. Pete Buttigieg will be the president of the United States in 2024. You watch. Hi, you're in the air. What? T- what's happening? Sorry for leaving you on the phone for too long.
4: Oh yeah, uh, you know the. You, the guy you were talking to there, the, the homeless guy there. Yeah, that, Jacob. Uh, home yeah, homeless by choice. He uh, everything doesn't add up. Why so? I mean he's 20, well, he's twenty three years old.
2: Yeah.
4: And he's disenfranchised with light because the government doesn't believe that the that the hydrogen fuel yeah. is possible. Right. So that's why he was that's why he's homeless and why he's heading, or he said he was heading to Canada. Or,
2: right. Yeah.
4: You know, I mean, I don't know if you've been around people that are, yeah, you know, a little on the shady side, but they're not going to, if you're a drug addict, you're not going to sit there and tell everybody you're a drug addict. Right, exactly. You know, you're going to lie about it. Uh, you're not going to tell them that you're an alcoholic, you know, if you're an alcoholic because you want to get the, the booze and, you know, this and that. I right. mean, it, it doesn't sound. Like, I mean, the, the 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 real question was, why aren't you working?
2: Right. Well, and, and
4: I you don't... Kinda, yeah. You kind of laid it out there, and he didn't answer you. of. Right. You know, then he said, are you schizophrenic? Well, he's right. not going to tell you whether it is or isn't. Or, right. But obviously, if you're living in the Butler Pavilion... Right. And down D. by Ryan the river water in a van. In New York, you're, you're, right.
8: You don't have all your faculties. Let's right. put it that way.
2: No. You need you, you know, need so someone like Chris Farley to get, uh, you know, to be an inspirational.
8: You're down by the Butler Pavilion? Near the river,
4: living out of a van. But there's there's always been, uh, when I was a kid, you know, they, they didn't call them homeless people. They called them hobos.
5: Right, right.
4: And right. Uh, they would migrate up here in the summer. sure. And they lived down near the river, and you'd see them out in the country, you know, on the Fishing. woods. And
2: stuff. Yeah. You'd
4: run into them. And, right. and, my, and they came up here, and they had a little camps, so and they didn't really bother anybody. A lot of them, you know, right. they, uh, you know, you'd give them 20 bucks, and say, hey, go get us some. Booze or something, and you wait for them to give to them, and then you give them a bottle, and they right, were happy. Right? Um, yeah, you know. And then, and then the wintertime, they—I mean, the fall—they headed back down to where they down south, like and birds. They they right? Kind of traveled right. around and really, you know, I mean, you—they were opportunists. In other words, if they left the door unlocked or you left the car unlocked, they, they'd steal. Yeah, like a bear. Could,
2: yeah, you know, sure, but, sure, yeah.
4: You know, so I mean, it, basically, you had the same thing, and you got a lot of people that are so-called homeless that. They uh, up here they call it couch surfing where they just right. go and they stay at one person's place until they get tired of them, and then they move
2: on to the next one. The next no, I agree. I agree. Well, well put. Yeah. I know. I'm glad you heard it. I'm glad. And by the way, kudos, of course, to Donnie the on street uh, reporter. That's not the last yeah. time. Well, uh, uh, hopefully, I'll get another, you know, uh, another a homeless person, perhaps a female, to ask her how yeah. dangerous it is. Dangerous it is. If there are any. Uh, by the way, if you notice, all the migrants or the uh, illegals coming over the border, the coming out of those tr- uh, busloads in New York and whatnot. Have you noticed none of them are women? Very rarely is there a woman or a child. Right. and, uh, and
4: they, they, don't, they don't seem to be underfed.
2: No. And a lot of them have cell phones. So I don't get it. Oh, but one I,
4: other thing I wanted to say before, because I know we're getting yeah to yeah. the end here, but I do want to say that you are getting better. What do you mean better? At being wrong.
2: Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, are you right? Do you agree with me that Pete Buttigieg is more than likely going to be the candidate? He hasn't had a
4: chance, Glenn. They can they can prop him up as much as they want. So mm. he has He's not going to. He's Fair not going to do anything. No, I mean he had a shot. You see where he came in. You see where them came in. Look at nobody was going to vote. Had had things not been altered the way they were altered, uh, you'd still have the same guy as president that was president two years ago. Right. And that whole deal with
7: um, well, that's what I'm with, saying uh, though.
4: Uh, When they propped him up in Carolina and stuff, I mean, you got to remember that the leader, the one that was ahead in the pack, was Bernie Sanders. I know, I know, I know.
3: But uh, things have changed, believe it
2: or not. Especially what happened after midnight. But I can't get into that because I got less than thirty seconds left. But thanks, Duff Man. Yep. That's uh, the Duff Man. This is the Live at Five show. It was, and we're about to uh, finish our program today. Good stuff. Thanks again to News Junkie for uh, putting uh, past the previous shows from this week on. And uh, thank you to, for Jacob for speaking with us. And thanks, of course, to Donnie, the on-street reporter. Uh, we got to get out of here. we got to go to CBS News. AM 1240, WE10 in uh, Watertown. Makes us legal, and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by...